Hey everybody, uh, this is Josh Reese with uh, Dr. Barry Ebert. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Doing We're great. here at uh, Mile High Church, uh, enjoying a day here at the office, and uh, I'm preparing some some work for a class I get to start uh, next week here, August 6th, on uh, the wisdom of Martin Luther King uh, Jr., and thought it'd be great if we, we talked a little bit about it. Yeah, we'll kick it around a little bit. I think uh, it's great that you're bringing his uh, his wisdom and his philosophy into, uh, into the house here, because... Uh, he had he had a lot of good talks, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good to kind of dive into those and see what he was talking about. Yeah, I think a lot of people think about Martin Luther King Jr. They think about his speeches. They think about civil rights. All of, of course, you know, defined his career. But to me, he was one of the great minds and philosophers of the last uh, century as well. And even as a minister, you know, I've learned as much studying and listening to his sermons than mm-hmm. than anybody else out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he has a, a key role in our science of mind teaching. Although he didn't identify as a religious scientist, you know, he wasn't the the standard, uh, more traditional fundamentalist Christian that we may see today, which we respect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wasn't someone that was out there trying to, uh, per se, bring people to the Lord, but more to practice what the Lord uh, taught yeah. uh, uh, in, in being kind and caring to, to, to one another and apply that in, in, in great results. You know, I, I love spiritual teachers, but I'm going to always have a little bit more stake in those who bring it into the world and make something happen versus, yeah. you know, sit out there and just write a book or two. Well, I think he uh, he was committed uh, very much to social justice, and I think that's very much a Christian stance going back to Jesus, you know, of bringing the society to a higher level and bringing more people in, making um, making things more available to more people, and going upon the going beyond the tribes that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in all the time. And I think that was a big part of his teaching as well, and trying to. Uh, adhere to the principles of nonviolence and mm-hmm. to um, enact social change in an appropriate way. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a great message for our time. Yeah, you know, and something that, that relates to our, our new thought teaching is, you know, someone that, that King was really centered in was, was Henry David Thoreau. And mm-hmm. uh, Thoreau was the mentee of Ralph Waldo uh, Emerson, who in the middle of the, the 1800s was starting something he called the Transcendentalist Club, these early mm-hmm. American thinkers that, um, you know, included uh, some, some great minds and eventually influenced everyone from Emily Dickinson to Walt Whitman to, to politicians as well. Mm-hmm. And Henry David Thoreau, it, it started off one day, he, he didn't want to pay his taxes. And so he thought it was unjust. And so he wound up having to go to jail for it. But, you know, as he was growing in his career, he, he was seeing this great injustice of, of, of slavery yeah. and, and was, was pointing out to people an idea that King really took to heart of, you know, when a law is, is unjust, it's uh, against your own conscience not to stand up against it mm-hmm. and speak out against it and to do so uh, nonviolently, but with, with clarity. And so King really studied that. And, you know, one of the things that was going on back during Thoreau's time was the, the fugitive slave law. So you had these uh, uh, new states, these new territories coming about in America. And, um, you know, the more northern states, you know, they didn't want slavery to be legal there. And yet there was this desire of the government to try and keep everybody happy and together. And mm-hmm. so uh, one state may say that you can have slavery and another state may say that you can't. And one of the things they did to, to compromise is, is um, you know, some of these new territories. Uh, they had what they called the Fugitive Slave Law, which is uh, if 
the slave ran away from a state where slavery was legal into one where it wasn't you um, legally you had to bring them back and so this was abhorrent um, to people like Thoreau and Emerson and they, they started bringing in Frederick Douglass all these amazing figures to start talking and really kind of had you know maybe the first great civil rights movement in the United States that that eventually led of course through great conflict and blood to the Civil War and yeah. the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, and I'm I'm doing quite a bit of reading about that now about uh, Lincoln uh, coming in, uh, becoming president. You know, and he got elected in um, uh, November of 1860, and then he was inaugurated in March of 1861. And by the time he was inaugurated, seven states had seceded. They had already uh, formed the Confederacy and had their president Jefferson Davis. And you know, we think in our time that this is the most divisive that things have ever been, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- these are issues that we've um, dealt with for a long time, and, and it's really us t- up to us to keep evolving. And I think that's what King was urging us to do. That's what great spiritual teachers urge us to do: to individually evolve, but also evolve as a culture and as a society, and to make our society more just and to stand up and to make that happen. Yeah. And, and what I love about King and what we'll talk about in the class is he he did that not by trying to divide people further, but but by bringing people together. And yeah. so he took this idea of Thoreau's civil disobedience, and then later on, um, you know, Gandhi, who was so inspired by Thoreau as well, uh, he started following his, his Satyagraha teaching, this idea of practicing non, non-violence and loving um, you know, your enemy or your opponent, we might say. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I love about, about Dr. King is he, he wasn't there trying to uh, demonize even people that were racist, even people that were pro-segregation. He, he, uh, I love a story that he tells in one of his sermons of, of being in jail, and he's saying, oh, I always like to convert in jail, and he calls over a white police officer, he calls over over uh, uh, some other prisoners, and they're talking about the the white black issues, and uh, you know the 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 guard is talking about how um, segregation is important to keep on going. And uh, um, King asks him some question about his life and his salary and things like that, and comes to the conclusion, you know, brother, you should be marching with us. You should be on our side. And uh, you know, using humor as opposed to to be honest, sometimes some of the issues I see with some of our um, uh, social justice folks today, the uh, the strategy seems to create such controversy that you're mm-hmm. actually um, dissing, putting down the people that, yeah, you may disagree with and maybe they are wrong, but it's not in that spirit of, hey, let's come together. And uh, King was such a master of that. And that was part of his nonviolent strategy, not only trying to protect his protesters, but saying through this power of love, not a not an emotional or soft kind of love, but a tough love, mm-hmm. we can actually appeal uh, not to calling people out on their worst, but say there's something better in you. You know better. Mm-hmm. Uh, appealing to the highest part of their character and, and affecting change. It took a long time, but 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 getting there. And, you know, King was the culmination of so many um, uh, incredible African-American activists had been fighting to get to this point for a long time. Yeah, well, we're, we're both baseball guys, and, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson uh, got to work with Martin Luther King, too, and Martin Luther King said that his, uh, uh, you know, the work that Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella did at breaking into baseball really uh, was a big influence on him in terms of uh, how we could move forward if you had great people who could hang in mm-hmm. and do that kind of work. And I think that... Uh, um, 
you know that in his time we see we see these same issues coming up over and over uh, since the foundation of this country, and it's something that uh, we've been given the mechanism to heal these things. We've been given the mechanism of a, a democracy, of a way of government that we can all participate in, and um, you know I think these leaders call us to step into that in in a uh, nonviolent way. Yeah, and uh, um, through. You're owning it as well. You know, I, I think when we, we look at something as, as terrible as slavery in, in America, we often think of it as the, the great black eye in our, our country. But I think what we forget sometimes is those Africans who came here came to fulfill and embody the American dream perhaps more than, than any of us. You know, you mm-hmm. have folks that were that were brought here um, against their will and yet who realized a great amount of freedom, a great amount of independence, a great amount of heart through incredible struggle and still going through so much of that struggle today. Mm-hmm. But you take a Jackie Robinson, you take a Martin Luther King Jr., you take so many of, uh, of, the, of the heroes of this country who, in spite of the odds stacked up against them, despite of being beaten down, um, you know, helped transform the country, not only through realizing their dreams, but uplifting everybody a, a lot better. That's a, it's a, such an inspiring thing about something how so tragic a part of our country could also lead uh, to so much inspiration and hope. Yeah, and I think that that's you know that's why I'm glad you're doing this workshop because I think the the ideas are so uh, relevant to today and and also the the, the thing of going beyond uh, you know just looking at one kind of news here and listening to the same people all the time we really do have to open our minds to a higher way of thinking and and finding. Uh, ways that we can build bridges between the different aspects of our culture and, and bring out the best in each other rather than the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the goal. And, you know, uh, you know, part of the history we'll be looking at the classes one is this, this one that, that, connects to new thought to our own teaching mm-hmm. uh, that goes back to Emerson and Thoreau and the social action aspect that they had uh, but I'm also you know someone who, who really admires the African American story and, and African American spirituality which is so embodied by King which like I said earlier is is kind of different than the more standard that we see today and mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone who I uh, idealize so much who was a big influence on, on Dr. King was How- Howard Thurman mm-hmm. and Howard Thurman was the one that went to e- India and met, met Gandhi and learned from him and Thurman tells a story of uh, sitting down with an Indian man who, who um, really questioned him and said, here you are, you're from Africa, you're a part of the American country, but, but even as slaves, how, how, how could your, your people take on the religion of your masters? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of struck me when I read that, and I said, "Yeah, that is that's that's something else there." Absolutely. And uh, you know, Thurman, you know, kind of replied that you know, us, us us slaves, my people at the time, his grandmother had been a slave, so he communicated regularly with her. Is that they they read the Bible, and I know you just finished teaching a class here on the Bible, and they they didn't see what uh, more of the traditionalists were seeing there about salvation and things like that. They saw the story of a, of a Jewish people who were enslaved, yeah, and through things like the Psalms, which would eventually develop into gospel music and things there. They saw their own story mm-hmm. um, in there. Uh, and, and so they, they identified with a different kind of Judaism, a different type of Christianity, and, and used that to um, inspire themselves and inspire the country. And of course, kept elements of the, the traditional African religion and things like that. But yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was an amazing thing to listen to how he explained to that gentleman from India how they had taken on that religion, but not um, to be oppressed by it, but to transform it. 
uh, yeah. in an incredible way. And I think we find that in, in King's philosophy so much of taking a, a philosophy that some of us have experienced have been used to oppress people or used to stop moral progress or used to try and say, I'm right and you're wrong. And if you don't uh, accord to what we're teaching, you're, you're perhaps not following the right way. And I mean to be as respectful as possible when I say that. But, you know, King used it as, hey, this is a philosophy that can be for everybody. You know, he even said, you know, Gandhi was a Hindu, but he said that Gandhi was the greatest Christian he ever met yeah. because he actually yeah. was, was practicing uh, Jesus' teachings. Yeah, and I love, uh, you know, King did a great story about uh, traveling down that road where, you know, the uh, the Good Samaritan story may have mm-hmm. taken place and going, you know, down towards the Dead Sea and the dangers that were uh, available on that road for people. And just just talking about the uh, the courage that it would have taken for somebody to stop and, mm-hmm. and uh, the courage that it takes for us to uh, evolve our culture and for social justice to move forward. And... Uh, um, I think that's that's part of his thing as a minister that I really loved about him. He was calling on people uh, to a higher standard and uh, in really following that code of moral ethics that Jesus put out there mm-hmm. and to live that way. Not to just think about it or talk about it, to, but to live that way. And I think that that's, uh, that's why he's a gift to our teaching. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that it, um, I think we make a mistake in our teaching when we associate a little too much with those those great folks who taught us, you know, affirmative prayer and healthy mindedness and and uh, mm-hmm. affirmations and manifestations and all, all that. All that's important, but there's also these important elements of our teaching about uh, oneness and inclusivity and mm-hmm. uh, celebrating each other's differences. That that I think you know King is part of the lineage of, and you know, you know have made a big difference in the world. I think Gandhi's a part of that as 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 well, and sometimes we. Do things like celebrate the season for nonviolence, mm-hmm. uh, where those things come together, and you know the question becomes, as, as King put in one of his uh, one of his talks, where do we go from here? You mm-hmm. know, what's uh, what's next? And a lot of that is about learning from folks like King, not just uh, big speeches that they gave that are really important, but you know when you get into the sermons, uh, really getting into a, a, a an intelligent. Uh, Christian-based philosophy yeah. um, that can be attractive to, to anybody, whether they're they're Christian or atheist or Hindu or Buddhist or um, you know a New Age woo-woo hippie. You know, I mean, it, it can apply to all of us. Well, how does spirituality show up in our lives? And letting go of the idea that there's a separation about who we are on Sunday morning and when we're all dressed up and going to church, and who we are on Monday when we're at our jobs. And I think that that's the kind of uh, spirituality and religion that King was talking about, about mm-hmm. making it work in our lives and having this as a, as a moral code that we, we live by all the time. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the gift that he's bringing forward. Yeah, thank you for that. And uh, I'm look for, looking forward to teaching the class because we're going to be reading the sermons. We're going to be uh, listening to the sermons. That's where you really get it because you get the, the emphasis of, of the incredible way in which he preached. And you can actually hear the audience engaged. And we'll even be watching some of his sermons, uh, too. So it's kind of neat providing all those those mediums. But, you know, if you're not taking the class, what I want you to know is you, you can YouTube some of these things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube uh, the drum major instinct, which is one of the last sermons he ever gave, which to me is perhaps the greatest sermon ever given by anybody or uh, there's uh, something out there called the King Foundation you can just look it up and read these sermons and, and something that King did that I that I love maybe you can speak to this being a minister as well as you know he wouldn't just give a sermon one time he liked to evolve it over time one of yeah, his yeah. his favorite sermons was called the three dimensions of a complete life and I bet you throughout his whole ministerial career it was a total different talk at the end but he he evolved it as he was evolving as he saw the country evolving um, he would just give these these great 
talks with this great philosophy that, that uh, could inspire us not only in the time that he was in, uh, but in our time today, too. Yeah, I think I think that's a great way to do it, you know, because that sermon lives in you, mm-hmm. and every time you give it, it's different because uh, because you're uh, comfortable with where you're going. It gives you an opportunity to open up and let spirit push you where you need to go that day. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, when you listen to him, you can see that he's, uh, uh, yeah, spirit showing up. Absolutely. Well, uh, we appreciate everyone for uh, taking a listen. We're excited yeah. about uh, not only you know celebrating King with the class, but including uh, uh, celebrating his uh, ministry and so much that we we do here, and all those great leaders who've not only committed to their spirituality, but making a real and lasting change uh, in their communities and in their countries. It's all brand new once again. Right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>